Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Middle call! Heavy, hey! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Haber Middle Middle Call. It is Super Bowl week. I'm Guy, and that's John. It's our YouTube channel or a podcast, depending on how you're consuming. If you're watching live on YouTube, great. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Check out the podcast down in the description below. If you listen to the podcast, that's great too. Check out the YouTube in the description below. Que paso? Share with your friends, share with your enemies. As they say. Uh, well, John, I thought we could start by uh, describing our favorite Radio Row interview. Okay. Um, Adam Vinatieri. Was mine. Do you have one? Oh, you're saying back when we went to Radio oh, Row? Yeah, back when we did Radio <laughs> Row. They were mostly terrible. That's the thing I never understand about Radio Row. Radio stations are so proud when they get like 77 guys on the air, but most of the interviews are are bad. They're just bad. Most yeah, I mean, of the time bad. <laughs> I, 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 I go on with Gottlieb every week. Obviously, he's here on Radio Row, and I text this guy. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make the usual time. I, I might not even be able to make this week. And then Doug hits me. He's like, don't you, you live here? Why don't you just come in? I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming. It's in Phoenix. I'm not coming down there. Like, we got to figure out. If you want me, I'll call in. And it's like, well, can we do noon? He's like, well, we can't because Frank Caliendo's calling in. You know, it's all these types. I was just like, I, this whole fucking week is so, it's about Joe Montana's and Dan Marino slinging AARP and foot massage cream. Uh, it's probably Dan Marino just because of the glare and Marshall Falk, who just looks like he's got some anger issues. Yeah, Marshall was not uh, very excited to talk to us. D- Marino said to us three minutes into the interview, are we going to talk about AARP? But like, was like, a, was like mean about it. Yeah. I, I would guess there are certain cities guys are having a little more fun. You know, the Bay Area. Now, that was 2016, downtown San Francisco. Like, I could see Miami. People just might be in a better mood, like playing golf or whatever. I guess Marino probably play golf wherever the fuck he wants. That's maybe a bad example. But, yeah, just, I don't know. I want to talk to two dudes who'd only watched him on YouTube. I've never seen Archie Manning walk far away. He I don't good. know why. I just thought that was really cool. Like, there's yeah, Archie he looked- Manning. I agree, and he looked like he was ha- he was fine. He was having a good time. Like John, actually, we got we got Manning on the show. Cooper, who he, the I, thing the thing he did this week was pretty funny. Whatever it was, 
Like, wouldn't you imagine this week most of these older Merino types bring their golf clubs with them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, coming to Arizona. Like, I, I and, bet and the sweet, to waste management this week. I bet the sweet private courses. Uh, True North is like probably one of the better public courses beside uh, TPC. The foursome rate is almost $900 a person this week. <laughs> Champions, the second course at TPC, which is right across, is usually, you know, it's like $150, where TPC is like $550, is $375 this week to give you. I mean, the, the prices are astronomical and people are paying. It's not like, why, why is it that much? Because someone is willing to pay. Right. So, yeah, I would guess you go to some of these private courses or even some of the sweeter public courses. He might run into fucking Marino. There's no doubt in my mind Dan Marino's clubs have made it this week because he's here. You know, He's here. He's <laughs> definitely here. Austin on the chat says, do you guys think the gap before the uh, Super Bowl is necessary, the extra week? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm very pro the extra week. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a buildup to, uh, you know. Biggest sporting event on earth. Well, it hit me yesterday. The Pro Bowl... It's, they're kind of screwed. I mean, they tried to do something really stupid so no one got hurt. And one of the best players in the league dislocated his toe. Miles Garrett. Well, you shouldn't be jumping off of an eight-foot-high wall, maybe on turf. But is that – did he get dislocated his toe doing that or playing? Was it not? Oh, I thought he was doing like one of the events, but maybe it was playing. I thought he got – I thought he dislocated. Again, I didn't watch, but read – I only saw the – I watched and still missed the injury. I saw he, I think he limped off the field, so I assumed it was yeah. in the game. I thought the the like some obstacle course was set up in the background when I saw him limping off, but could be wrong. So they need inventory like that. I would imagine that game yesterday, three or four million people watched. That is more than every NBA game and obviously every baseball game, non-playoffs during the year. So it's just it's just a business proposition that when they sign these huge deals, it, it kind of really hit me yesterday. Like this is not about too. anything. It's just about inventory on TV selling well it's like guys uh bad news only four million people are going to watch the pro bowl it's we, we're used to you know last week we had two games that combined for a hundred million it's like well it's not bad news it'll be the most watched thing of the weekend so whatever you guys want to put on is cool <laughs> not even close <laughs> not even close uh john before i have a couple follow-up things on the pro bowl and then we got a lot to dive into but first let's tell the people that we are brought to you by our friends at sleepnumber.com slash ham whether you like the bed a little softer, like John, sleep number 40. A little firmer, like me, sleep number 55. Whatever works for you works with a sleep number bed. Right now, discover special offers for limited time at sleepnumber.com slash ham. One thing I've learned as a sleeper connoisseur is that I can really sleep in soft beds, in hard beds. Like I, I can change the firmness setting. It's more about the temperature in the room. I do not thrive in hot rooms. I need it not just, you know, some air. I need it cold. I like it between, I'd say, 65 to 67 degrees, and I can sleep like a baby. So to me, to get the optimal amount of sleep so I can wake up, hit the ground running, like I did today. Alarm, I didn't even set an alarm, was wide awake at 5.15 in the morning, ended up getting out of bed at 5.45. I don't claim to be Good Tiger work. Woods or Kobe Bryant here. Pretty good. I just, I went to bed at like 9.15, boom, up and at him because it's cold. On my sleep number bed, cold, great night of sleep. Yeah. Sleep number has innovative solutions for people like John. 
from temperature balancing bedding to the new Climate 360 smart bed that actively cools and warms on each side to keep you sleeping just right. And if you uh, maybe have a little snoring going on in your bedroom, no problem. Sleep Number has a solution for that, too. With the FlexFit smart adjustable base, you can gently raise your partner's head at the touch of a button to help alleviate snoring. I love to snore. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Numbers? You can be the best for yourself and those you care about most. Now discover Sleep Number offers uh, special offers for a limited time at your local Sleep Number spo- store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Uh, question for you, John, and this is more for the uh, for the video folks. The audio listeners will uh, will catch you up on what's about to happen here. John, can you name this person? I just put up a photo for John. Uh, can you name this person or tell me anything about the person's face I just put on the screen? He playing the Pro Bowl. You're on the right track. This person did play in the Pro Bowl. So he's a kicker, punter. Uh, I would say the commander's punter. Uh, wrong. This photo is of the um, Texans long snapper. Okay. I was on I was on the right track. Yep, you're on the right track. Um, the reason it's significant is you and I always like to talk about like guys that you know, there are college, small colleges out there that have, uh, uh, you know, some guy that played in the league for 12 years and no one's ever heard of him. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, um, means everything to the program. Means everything. Sorry, I'm Googling something as we're talking because I, this might actually be the Titans long snapper. I'm trying to find his name. The point is I was watching some of the Pro Bowl and they, they had a tic-tac-toe competition, which is actually pretty entertaining, where the long snapper, the punter, and the kicker are on one team against the other long snapper, punter, and kicker, and you're trying to hit these targets. And the long snapper hit the target three times. He actually won for his side, the NFC, the AFC. Snapping. Just snapping. Yeah. Gotcha. And this guy, and they said, they showed this guy, uh, again, his photo's up. I can't remember his name. <laughs> they said five, Morgan Cox. That's his name, Morgan Cox. They said five-time Pro Bowler Morgan Cox. Titans. He's on the Titans, not the Texans. I said, holy smokes, this guy's a five. Think about the height, the peak of your sport. And not just any sport. Your sport is professional football. You're a five-time pro bowler. And forget about the average fan. The hardcore fan does not know his name. And I'm not saying that to denigrate him. I'm just saying, what this? here's an example of a guy who's having an incredible career. There's no other way to put it. You're a five-time pro bowler. Super, Super Bowl champ. So who do you who do you win a championship with? Uh, the Ravens when they beat the Niners. Wow, that's all. That is awesome. You couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Five time Pro Bowler. I thought that was pretty damn cool for uh, Morgan Cox. That's pretty awesome. Well, the overwhelming ninety nine point nine percent of people, unless you're a Titan fan, would have no clue. You know, he did play in the SEC. Played at Tennessee. Uh, I'm just saying for him, like he's like he's seen, like he's played at Alabama, played at Florida, yeah. played with the Ravens, been Pro, yeah, been around Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, been to playoffs, Super Bowl, Titans. I mean, shit, they were the number one seed like for a couple of years. Like he's he's seen some high highs. Did um did he play? Are you able to see? Did he like play another position at Tennessee? Was he a fullback or a defensive lineman or something? Uh, looks like Cox was a walk on to the Tennessee Volunteers team. You know, blue collar guy. Wow. Earning a scholarship after a couple years. He was the, just the starting long snapper. Also, wow. where's 
academic All-SEC. Where is he from? Went to the Senior Bowl. He is from Tennessee. Plays for the Titans. I mean, what a <laughs> what a story, man! What yeah, a career. Man. That is awesome. Like I am not making. I think that is when I just saw and they said five time Pro Bowler. I was like, this guy, this is cool, man. Guess is forty. Oh, you got his forty. Uh, went to the went to. Oh, didn't even go to the combine. Just pro day information. Four eight nine. Five up five point oh six. Now, long snapper, does that mean – does he definitely snap on punt coverage, you think? Got to, right? What do you mean? Well, I guess, you know, there's – I guess the short snap would be the – field. like, they don't – you wouldn't carry two different snappers. Okay. No, so he's, he's he's doing all the snaps. In college, there's – you know, I'm just thinking college, there's, like, sometimes multiple snappers on a team, but there's no roster limit. You would not make the NFL unless you can do it all. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we only got one – we carry one quarterback because we got to carry two long two, – a short snapper and a long snapper. Incredible story. Really On is. the stream, Pepper would snap circles around this guy. Well, then why is this guy a five-time Pro Bowler? Where's Pat? Where's your boy Pepper on that? Who's Pepper? Tabor Pepper, Niners long snapper. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, bi- other big story I saw this morning, John, the, the Kelseys are trying to get their mom, Donna, on the field for the coin flip. I, I Is that even a crazy story? Like, that should happen, right? Um, Should it? Is this Super Bowl about Donna? I mean, it's awesome. No, I just think you're saying not to have her snap, not to have her snap it, but have her walk out with them. I'd even argue have her do the coin flip and have those two guys represent the two teams. Like it's it would it would not make sense if the two players were not the caliber that they are. They are both captain level. I mean, Travis is a lock first ballot Hall of Famer. I'd say Jason's pretty damn close to like is Jason Kelsey a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know. He's a Hall of Famer, though. I mean, he, if he were to win the Super Bowl, Jason Kelsey would be a team captain of a multiple-time Super Bowl winner, yeah. right? I mean, that's we'll see an all pro, how many all how many All Pros do you have. Jason is a five-time first-team All Pro. Yeah, Hall of first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> so I, I I don't think it's crazy just because of the talent of the two guys and how if you told like. <clears throat> Andy and Sirianni and Howie, Howie's decision maker there, that you can only have like those two guys are going out by themselves with their mom. Neither team would object, right? That'd be there's always a lot of people out there. So to really hammer it home, if you just had three Kelsey's out there for the coin flip, I think it'd be pretty cool. And I, I'm not trying to take, uh, you know, there's just people listening. There's this job. It'll be a stink one day called a PD. It's in the radio business, terrestrial radio, and they're in charge of picking shows and like putting together the lineup, like the GM for radio, especially in sports talk radio. Last year, cowards like we needed an NFL podcast with a player. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if these guys would do it, but I think it'd be pretty cool if Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, you should look into it. And obviously, you didn't, think Ham, you didn't think Ham Entertainment could have. Uh, well, they needed a. Pl- he wanted a player like Draymond Green. No, no, I'm saying we should have signed the Kelsey's job. You don't think yeah. we could have given them the upfront cash? Well, they just, they just did it themselves, which is how you should do it. But I just, I was on that, and then they started a podcast. They have like 500,000 subscribers. They oh. crush it. Did you know on the Kelsey Pod, uh, New Heights? It's a great idea by you. So good scouting. I just I'm knew. Just saying, like we should have got him on. Like, hey, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, it's I've heard the numbers. So. Uh um 
I listened to their show. I watched their show the other day. Like they do like segments. All right. Now it's time for, you know, like they do stuff like, like they're, and they're both really good at it. It's edited down, but they do like mentions where they just like go through times they were mentioned on Twitter and uh, they do like little bits. Like they've created, I'm sure they got with a company like, uh, yeah, it's a pretty high level. I watched their interview with Jalen and Patrick Mahomes. Like it's pretty good. Like they're not just flying by the seat of their pants, just babbling. Like they have a plan clearly. It's go good content. Show. I actually watched one thing. I hate most sports talk, just like stupid conversations. They had one that I thought was just excellent. That Travis, they had Gronk on, and and Travis's whole deal that they did ask a question: Is it easier for an NBA player to play so in the bad. NFL or an NFL player to be in the NBA? And both the tight ends thought that a fucking football player could make the NBA. And Jason and I'm on his side. They're insane that like the best basketball player in the NFL might be able to make a team maybe, but definitely we could find some NBA players that could have made the NFL for sure. A lot of them. What right? position would they play? Because like what Gronk said was remember when Draymond tried to play football <laughs> and they all started dying laughing. Well, you're at, you're at too big of a size to me. You get like the smaller guys, like a Jalen Brunson body Cheaters. type. Yeah, receivers, safeties, DB, corners. DB. The thing about defense, why couldn't you have – like maybe corners would be the spot. Well, it's like Gronk was adamant, like, I saw Mike Evans ball and he could ball. And I don't think he's lying. I bet Mike Evans, you brought to a Y of former college basketball players could hang. Mike Evans is six foot four, probably plays like a three, right? You understand those guys in the NBA are six, 11, and 10, and 9. And also the minimum – shoot like – the bad shooters are – if you watch bad NBA shooters warm up, they make all their shots. Exactly. So if Mike Evans is a terrible shooter, let's just say he's Andre Iguodala-level shooter, which more than likely relative to NBA players, he's a bad shooter. He's Iguodala-level in the pickup games he plays, not yeah. in the NBA games. He'd have to be an elite defensive player. But there's no elite. way he's – there, there is not a chance in hell he's as good a shooter as Andre Iguodala. None. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he, you have to be – like he's not – Think of the best defensive, like quote unquote, shutdown guys like uh, Tony Allen in his prime or Iguodala. They have like short area explosion, like Brandon Ayuk or whatever. You know, like their their quicks are elite. They're also six foot eight. You know, Mike Evans is tall. He's six foot three and a half, six foot four. I don't think what they underestimate is the level of height of those guys. How yeah. tall they all are. Also, the level of foot quickness. I would say. You know, Steph Curry is the same height as Travis Kelsey, right? Allegedly. Who do you think is taller? Is Travis listed at 6'4", six, 6'3"? Six, is he listed at 6'3"? Yeah, pro- I mean, I'd guess 6'3 and a half. Yeah. How tall do you think Steph is? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Six, so who would you guess would be taller? Tra- I was guessing Travis was taller. But might be. If, if, if Travis is a legit 6'4", which he might be. Yeah. Um, I did a USC Washington State basketball game the other day, and Washington State has a guy who's 6'11, 325, who was one of their offensive linemen. And he's not like a, he is a fucking built 325. And one thing you can tell is like he just needs to lose another. He's just not quick enough to be on a basketball floor with other guys who are, you know, there's guys that are seven feet, 310 pounds, right? And they're just, it's a different kind of fitness. That's the other thing. It's a different kind of weight training, it's a different kind of fitness. So I'm with you. Uh, the, In fairness, the, uh, Mike Mike Evans is six, at six, the five. at the combine six four and three quarters. So he's he's okay. he's on the high end of height for NFL players. 
from a fit, if you just said tomorrow you got to play, there's just no way. I guess maybe Bosa would have like the cardiovascular, like maybe pass rushers. Who would have the cardiovascular ability to stay? Well, like to me, Trent Williams would have the feet and ability to rebound and box out and stuff, right? Six five, but he he wouldn't have the ability to run up and down nonstop. But he plays. He's too small to play the position he should play. But he's so strong. Yeah, but is he is he is he really is he quick enough to rebound in the way that I don't know? Yeah, Trent would be an interesting one. Yeah, it's hard. Uh. I just found that conversation. I was like, I, I did yeah, that conversation. That, that one and the one that went viral a while back, which was the, uh, the, the um, playing cornerback. They don't even let white guys try to play cornerback anymore. That was a good little conversation. They had. White corner in this draft. I Well, uh, John, I was watching the senior bowl. I saw him. I mean, does I that have Belichick? And, does that have Patriots written all over? If he's not a Patriot, are, are, do we all deserve to live? I mean, that's this. this is made for this guy to be let Belichick draft this guy a break a breakthrough draft the 2023 draft John a historic draft yeah anyway yeah so Kelsey Donna Donna Kelsey put in the, yeah. also perfect for the NFL like they love a little crossover story did you I saw somebody I saw this the other day if you go to YouTube and look for the top 10 um most viewed YouTube videos from the NFL YouTube account since 2015 do you know what the top 10 are no the halftime show all 10 of them the 10 most nfl you official nfl youtube videos the last seven years eight years is the halftime show those are that's what gets the most eyeballs not shocking not shocking right but what is that it's not uh some you know I, we all love baldy but it's not baldy breaking down cover two it's no, the that, thing that, feels well, that shit. That shit doesn't work. Like well, I know, but the, but the network they love doing it nonstop. It, there's 30 minutes of film breakdowns. Like it's actually not 30, 10. It just doesn't. It doesn't resonate with most people. No. You know what I went and watched yesterday? Prince's halftime show was so good. I think the I halftime. Sh- I think the halftime show has officially replaced the commercials as the most important thing of the, yeah. of the Super Bowl because the commercials now to me are pretty irrelevant. I, what's the story? I saw somebody tweet that yeah, seven million bucks not irrelevant to the NFL. Uh, or to the network. Um, I saw somebody tweet this yesterday. I don't remember who, but the story was that when it started, that when they knew it was going to rain for the Prince halftime, someone came, one of the producers was like, Prince, it's going to rain. And Prince's response was, make it rain harder. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, I don't know. Like 80s or was that? No, like- no, it was probably seven years ago. Gotcha. It was a good show. Um. All right, I think I've told you everything about the Pro Bowl and Prince's halftime. Where should we start today? Where do you want to go? We've got a lot of options here. Well, I, I got one to start because I, I look up there and I see this. I mean, he looks fantastic <clears throat> at the gym. It's Tom Brady on TV. Mm. And he's on with Coward. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, clearly he announced the retirement because he went on with Fox. And I didn't have the audio on, but then I clicked it onto my phone so I could listen, and then you text me that I guess he said that he's not starting Fox until 2024. And as I'm listening, I come on right when Colin, they're not talking about Fox or broadcasting, they're talking about his career. And Colin asked him a couple of like specific questions about playing, and he refuses. The, the only thing I took away is like he did not say the word retirement. It was like he, he honestly was acting like Belichick for that answer. And then I was I text you, I'm like, he's kind of acting like a robot. 
And then he got a little more normal about other questions about like his life or football and teammates. And he became more normal. But on that specific one, I felt like he put on the guardrails. It wasn't like I'm done. I'm retired. Had a hell of a run. He, he, he easily could have quadrupled down on everything he said, and he did not. Colin asked him a very direct question. Let's listen together. Right? Is there 1% chance you could get talked back into playing? I think for me, you know, I, I know in my heart uh, how I feel. And, you know, I put it out on the field for 23 years, and I'm super proud of, you know, what's been accomplished. And, um, you know, I just wanted to keep – last week really short and sweet and i felt like i've i've given a lot i've gained a lot um, i've learned a lot and you know life is about you know exciting things ahead too so i think when one thing closes like football has for me for you know 32 years of my life and you know i look forward to what's ahead there's new chapters um and there's new exciting things and there's new growth there's new opportunities and uh, i'm really excited for what's ahead so you know i've loved my time at football it's absolutely uh an incredible love in my life. And it's hard to make decisions like that, but it's certainly the right time. Part of, I think what's important there is like specifically Colin's question is, is Colin. And I didn't play it in that, but Colin sets it up with, you know, I got to ask you this because people are constantly talking about it on the internet. So what Colin is saying in the question, he says it very specifically is Tom, can you once and for all put all this to bed? That's basically what he says. Is there a 1% chance you're going to play? And Tom does not. He says, I know in my heart how I feel, but then he doesn't tell us what that is exactly. Very weird answer. Very weird answer. It felt like he got really close. It was like he was on the beach, but he refused to get in the water. He kind of talked about like he used those numbers, 23 years, 32 years of playing. Why couldn't he just say, you know, I'm done. And... The natural he, he, answer would be, not, Kyle, oh, yeah, 1%. It's over. That's the answer. He couldn't do it. Why? Can't, because one thing they continued to talk about was like, you know, you watch you play, like you can still play. That's the thing. Think about his contemporaries. Favre, KO'd. Peyton, couldn't throw. Breeze, shot. Roethlisberger, shot. Eli kind of shot rivers actually wasn't totally shot, had a pretty good year, but was like wanted know, almost 40. I'd heard rivers wanted to come back. The Colts didn't want him back and probably didn't want to go to his third team. Like I'm not, I'll just go coach the little guys <laughs> just went to coaching Like rivers. Unlike I think a lot of the other players had a specific, like this high school team's waiting for me. Remember he did the press conference like three years before he retired and cried. It was like, that was like 2018. They introduced him to be the head coach. It's like, I still got a couple more years left, but I'll be, I'm coming for you seventh graders. And I, I wonder if Tom, Tom's in this weird spot, I think in life where all these people are pressuring to make a decision that deep down, like he's getting pressured into things that like, it's not 100% about him. Now, part of it, he's a dad. And Colin mentioned like after Tom gets off, he's in New York. Obviously his son lives there. You know, I think his his life's pretty complicated. Anytime you have multiple children or have children from multiple women, you're get a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you have multiple baby mamas. You're Tom freaking Brady. It means all your kids aren't in one place. Yeah, that's young kids. Where where would you put him on the scale in just our life, like nine mid nineties to now, like fame athletes? 
Is he like an all-time? I mean, like top five all-timer? Uh, I'd say Tiger, Mike, Michael, Kobe, probably Shaq too. But you know, I think basketball players of a certain era were just as famous as as football players in this country, and probably and and not probably and more famous worldwide. Like you know, Kobe, no football. Tom and Peyton, like Kobe, was every bit their equal, if not bigger than them in this country, and also much bigger than them worldwide. You know, Tiger crossed all kinds of lines. Um, Shaq. So I, yeah, I mean, I guess the question is: Was there is there a bigger football star of the last? If we if, if we just went domestically, I, I would say even in America, feels like Michael Michael and Tiger had like. Michael Jackson, Beatles level, like they were just so unique. Yeah. And obviously basketball's bigger than golf, but I think that proves the power of Tiger. I mean, he's to me, he's the most unique sports star of our life. I think part of it is, is his sport is unique, right? Well, a guy that looks like him in his sport is also like that was part of the story too, right? Yeah, like how many people could you meet that are 30 and older that you could say the word Tom Brady and they wouldn't know who like Joe Montana is? Like there are a lot of other famous sports stars, yeah, in his sport, but, but I guess overall my point is, he's just insanely famous right now, and I, I think there are just so many complications with his life that probably make it a little more complicated than like if in a vacuum I don't think he'd stop playing, and you could kind of hear it in his words, you know? Yeah, and it goes back to did he end up was that announcement on the same day that he retired last year? I don't know. feels like everyone, like the Darlingtons and the people that kind of knew were like, he was so pissed off last year. People reported things that he didn't want, you know, not from his mouth that he wanted to get ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, Is that AI? You think it's not really Tom? I saw someone zoom in on his face and it kind of looked like... His face looks different. Yeah, I think it's AI. Who's that? (laughs) Uh, Tom... Tom, uh, Will Compton, not Tom, Will Compton. (laughs) Funny photo. Will Compton's Um, growing on me. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who played as long as he played and then retired and unretired, you could wonder, did he announce when he announced for other reasons than this is truly how he feels inside? Because he, he can't say it. He couldn't say it when asked about it. Is there, are you sure, Tom, there's no chance you're coming back? And he didn't say, yes, there is no chance I'm coming back. And then he's also putting off Fox for another year. Now, maybe he's wants to take time off with his family. Maybe he wants to go become the Dolphins owner, wants to spend some time doing other things. But he, why- he, me- he mentioned that as the interview went on, not based on why 2024, but like there are things in my life that obviously when you play football that I, I got to do a better job. I think he kind of insinuated like his family. He's got a big family, right? He's got multiple kids. Yeah. He's got multiple. He's old. I mean, he's 45. Right? Like his 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 sister's daughter's a UCLA softball star. Maybe he wants to go watch UCLA in Oklahoma City for a week. I don't know. Pa- parents are getting up there in age. You know how many? You just yep. never know. Um, member guest with his dad at Cal Club. Or member member, I guess, in their case. <laughs> uh, maybe Tom would be the guest. I saw enough there that if I were a team that wanted Tom Brady and I, somebody last week or beginning of this, yeah, last week wrote a list. I don't know if it was Breer 
of like teams that had just kind of been on the consider, you know, maybe they thought about it. Handful of teams. What would have been the teams? Raiders, Niners. I saw enough there that if I were in charge of a team like the 49ers, if I were John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan, I'd put in a call. Be like, Tom, I just saw this interview. What does this mean? Or however yeah. you would, you know, they, they're talking. They know who Tom's agent is. He's Jimmy Garoppolo's agent. They have a very good relationship with him. What does this mean? Um, it's worth a question because Tom Colin gave Tom a very clear, direct question, and Tom did not. Not only did he not answer it directly, he answered it like cutting off himself at times. Like at one point he said, life is all about, and then he says, exciting things ahead too, which is not, that in and of itself is not like a, a properly structured sentence. Life is all about exciting things ahead too. So he's like, he didn't, he was trying to come up with the answer there. And in trying to come up with the answer, we just talked for whatever that clip length was, uh, 60 seconds or whatever it was, and did not answer the question. And the again, the question was, can you put this thing to rest? And he did the opposite of putting it to rest. Honestly, I think the Raiders are much more likely to just throw the kitchen sink at them than the 49ers. And the 49ers have proven, like, yeah. there's a desperation level to the Raiders. Like, there's no guarantee that they can trade for Rodgers. One and two, like you could easily like, hey, the Jets are willing to give a one this year and a two next year, and the two turns into a one if we're in the AFC Championship. It's like we can't. Will you guys match? And what if the Raiders saying like there is an element that they might they might just draw a line in the sand of like we can't, you know, we're not going to get Rodgers right because these other teams get more aggressive. We signed Brady. We don't have to give up anything, and like. Our head coach is the head coach because of Tom Brady. Like their relationship. Say what you want about the 49ers. They've, you know, they remember last time Tom went through Wes Welker. Like Josh and Tom, think of the hours. Josh and Tom have spent infinitely more time together than like me and you. Right? Just think about probably for a decade in the 2000s and then the last six years of just think of the hours those two guys have spent talking to each other and with each other on a daily, in the same room, practice field, games, traveling together, family events. I mean, now I don't know if like, I don't see how Tom doesn't think highly of them. It feels like they're pretty tight, right? Yeah, I mean, who else? Why Tom would you, would why would better, we feel anything else? Also, I would just say like, who who would Tom have a stronger, who would Tom have a stronger connection with than this guy? You would say personally, his relationship with Josh is probably infinitely stronger than Bill, right? Yeah. About the things they have talked about deeply in their life over the years. And Josh, in a weird way, you know, it's a coach-player relationship, but yeah, they're basically the same age. So there is kind of a kinship of like, I wonder if it goes back to 02 when Josh got there pretty similar human beings in terms of who do you resonate a lot with the older you get it doesn't matter like i have younger friends now and know people in their 60s that i would consider a friend and be able to text but there is something special when you come into a place at 22 and you're both 22 this even if you're in one guy's a player one guy's a quality control like their relationship's kind of unique just given they're literally the same fucking age yeah and they and they kind of you know one at the highest level together Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. 
With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, Boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year so get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh, not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I got to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock. I've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy Video Lock and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required, 
and now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look. I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the three-in-one video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered... Can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he is more likely to get, you know, the full kit and caboodle in terms of the recruiting pitch more from the Raiders than he is from the 49ers. I think that's true. And I also think it's very possible that he is absolutely staying retired and just can't say it really like has a trouble talking about it in those terms. And you can say retired and still people talk to you like that's right. That's the way it sure. works. But he but I'm just saying like it, it looked like he had trouble saying it. 
Probably hard. And and I think, you know, Florio thinks that last year when he retired, he fully intended to come back. Like it was the plan the whole time was to retire and then become a Dolphin owner and Sean Payton, or at least become the Dolphins quarterback, package deal with Sean Payton, force his way to Miami. Maybe that was the plan the whole time. Uh, maybe he's got some secret plan this time, but maybe he just has actually retired this time thinking he's going to retire and changes his mind again. And you could say like, oh, bro, you can't do that twice. But ultimately, if deep down you decide that you, you're Tom Brady and you decide you want to play, you don't not come back because it's kind of embarrassing to unretire twice. It's, it is kind of embarrassing, but you don't let that keep you on the sidelines if you think you can play another year. Agreed. Well, uh, speaking of the four, I saw somebody in the chat say the Niners have three starting quarterbacks. You know who would agree with that? Joe Montana. What do you do if you're them now? This is what he said to Mike Silver on Mike's podcast. Open mic. Uh, but what do you do if you're them now? Well, I start Jimmy. He has won a lot of games. I can't say the same for Trey, right? You don't know that from him. I don't think it's hard. I think you just start Jimmy. The hard part is that Jimmy has a no franchise tag clause and he's a free agent. So you got to really show him the love to try to get him back. He still won a lot of games before he got hurt, right? And so he put him in that position to be able to go, to go on that run to begin with. So you handed a guy, a team, sort of like somebody else I know got handed a good team. <laughs> so uh, you got to go with the guy who's been winning the games and, and gets the offense and go from there. Well, who was I? Maybe I will always stop pressing play. That did he was he talking about Steve Young? Got handed yeah, he's taking, yeah, he's taking a shot at Steve Young. <laughs> that thing will not die, John. Got handed a team <laughs> that won't die, and Steve and Joe seeing themselves in every quarterback situation for the rest of their lives and seeing the other one in the, you know, like they each see themselves and the other guy. And when you sent me that clip, I thought, Oh, does Joe see, does Joe see himself as Trey Lance? Like that's what I thought I was about to watch, but no, Joe sees Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's who he's, who he identifies with. And so that, that means that Steve has to be Trey and Brock in some weird way. Um, and Josh Johnson, every he represents every single human. He's just every him. other challenger. <laughs> Tom Brady, if he Probably. shows up, Tom as well. Yeah. The irony is Steve was drafted much higher than Tom or, you know, Brock Purdy was. But Steve um, won a fucking MVP when Joe was injured. He was the and, passing champion. Yeah. Steve yeah. Young and Joe, Jimmy Garoppolo should love every time Steve or Joe, even when they misrepresent who they are, ever compare themselves to him specifically. Because both of them have nothing in common with them beside playing quarterback. Because if either one of those guys existed, Jimmy would have been thrown to the wolves years ago. <laughs> you know, those guys, it's just hard. I, I get it from Joe's perspective. You are, this is the thing, when you're an athlete, right? No matter how many business deals Joe had success in or, what happens in his life, you know, from 40 to however old he is now, late sixties, that's just, you know, the most, that's, it doesn't get any better than playing quarterback in the NFL. That's the area where they all, and obviously he's getting asked about it, but doesn't feels like it's still pretty raw. It does. It does. 
It's like, what do you guys think of 95 7 the game? Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. That's my first reaction. Like, what? <laughs> but their, their reaction really got you talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could throw I throw some jabs, but ultimately it just it does not care. It's it's something that has been beneficial for us, you know, leaving or whatever, right? It's not beneficial in Joe's mind of having to be traded to the Chiefs, even though he had success. Well, he thinks he should have at least another Super Bowl. If not two, right? Yeah, potentially, I guess. Like on a basic level, the, and I remember you and I. Because maybe he'd tell you if I was the quarterback in '93 or '94 for the 49ers, we win both times. Absolutely. And if you watch the Peacock Montana doc, which if you haven't, highly recommend. Great offseason or in season watch. But there is clearly still bitterness there, especially from Joe, right? So let me. And by the way, Silver's face. <laughs> Silver's face during Joe's takes is also great. Like Silver has to not disagree with Montana. Where's the one? There's one clip in here where he just, yeah, there we go. He's like, oh yeah. Again, if you're watching, you can see, but <laughs> let me take Joe's side for a second. Just to say Joe isn't fundamentally wrong in that Jimmy has won a bunch of games. Trey hasn't won really any games. And Brock has won Houston Texans one game. Yeah, a game. And Brock has won a fair amount of games. But, and I do think I was thinking about this the other day, not even, I'm not, I wasn't thinking about what's, you know, topic wise coming up. I was just thinking about this conversation after listening to that clip of Joe. And I, I think one, one of my takes moving forward is like, this is not over for Trey Lance. As much as you and I, and I, I think a fair amount of people, have clearly seen there is something there with Brock Purdy. There is still a long way for Brock to go to establish himself as an unreplaceable NFL starter. And the door, if you're Trey Lance, like there is still plenty of reason to get up and work your ass off every day to try and be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. So I do understand from Montana's perspective, even though I disagree with him fundamentally, I do understand from his perspective, like I've been around this thing a long time. I've seen what it takes to really be a long-term winner in the NFL. And the only guy that we know on the 49ers that can do that is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not wrong about that. Now, where I would disagree is I'd say, well, I've watched Brock. I think we've reached the ceiling on Jimmy and it's time to pivot. But, you know, I that, that doesn't mean that in five years we don't look at Brock and you're in the same spot you were in with Jimmy where you're just trying to upgrade because you need somebody who's a little more talented. That's pot, We have to be open to that possibility. I just don't think the one thing Trey is going to be unable to do, and this is where Joe and Steve, they both kept getting their opportunities in games. And Steve had to prove himself. Like Joe was always established, right? So Joe, the off season, whatever, it just was about health or not health. Steve did have to prove. And I think his first year starting, wasn't he like uh second, the MVP and led the league in passing. And the second year wins the MVP. Like Steve was immediately successful. The only way for Trey to, kind of be like the phoenix and rise from the ashes or whatever is it, it just irrelevant what the excel spreadsheet says during these offseason practices it's just not gonna matter right it, it just is not and it might yeah. on that individual day to talk about it but in terms of his standing he would need to do it in games which where i would agree with you is like at any moment is proven guys just get the opportunity but when you're given that opportunity can he have back-to-back games where he goes like 25 of 36 sure. throw three touchdowns 
Because I, I would say right now, the team doesn't believe he can do that. That'd be the players, given that Barros or Mayoko last week was saying, Mayoko. like, if Purdy's healthy, there's a massive problem if he ain't fucking starting as a quarterback. And I was reading Barros's Q&A was kind of like, yeah, I mean, Trey can get all the snaps here in OTAs, which he's going to, assuming Thomas doesn't come back as well. Uh, he wouldn't have to come back. He'd have to get signed, and that would be probably the biggest story in the NFL. But we're a long way from that. That If he's cleared, I, I would imagine in the next week, we're going to get some clarity of like Purdy is giving in to his opinions. He's having the surgery, and the plan is to have him back, start a training camp. He's the starting quarterback. So it's just, there's no, or would Kyle go open competition now? Because he's not tied into Brock's the starting quarterback. But to me, if he's healthy, he kind of is. He definitely is. I, I think Kyle, even to me, it's a situation to the point where even if Kyle wanted, for whatever reason, to let Trey Lance be the starter, he I don't think he can do it. In the same way that you we let can't a name veteran. Him. I'm, just, I'm just saying like, could they kind of split reps? No, I, what I mean is I don't think he can do it because I think it would cost him equity with his players in the same way that like a vet tends to get the first start when there's like a younger quarterback. It happens more in college than the NFL where like the senior gets the first start and then the sophomore who had a good camp. Now the coach works him in. I think it's I think that's what Brock has earned, that Kyle has to give him the benefit of the doubt, even if he thinks it's 50-50. And I don't think he does. Because no, of the way his doesn't. players feel. Mayoko said something the other day that was interesting. He said um, he spoke to a Niners player who told him that after the Bucks cowboys playoff game, a lot in the talk of the locker room was how Brady didn't look great. That was what the Niners players were talking about. You know, one theory I had that's propped up in my mind over the last week, seeing like Fred and some of the guys talk. Is we always assumed when the when the stories and they weren't rumors, they were facts. Players were like, "We want Jimmy back. We don't see it." Which Ray, mm-hmm. I assumed, and I think a lot of people assumed, offensive guys. I think there's a decent chance some of these more vocal people might have been on the other side of the ball. Jimmy Ward, uh, sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah, no, but yeah. Fred, whoever. I just mean defensive players. Who know what it looked like seeing in practice? Like this ain't gonna work, Hoss. Well, especially like, in practice where the running isn't relevant really as much, right? We just gotta throw the ball. I can see the linebackers having a, and I'm not just saying yeah, Fred. They got, they got three linebackers. They got a pretty good idea of what shit looks like, good, bad against everybody, and they go, yeah, this wouldn't play, man. Well, whose job is it to fuck with the quarterback? The safety and the middle linebacker mostly, right? Like in terms of like the mental aspect of it. That's and where they, the chess match is. And they can Pretty just see, like, this ball, like, that ain't going to work in the league. Yeah. Congrats. And on part of Kyle would be like, well, part of it, not everyone's as good as you guys, so it would work against half the teams. But, yeah, I, you're right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the difference maker when the game starts, right? That's what Kyle's yeah. saying, too. Debo's like, I agree, Fred. <laughs> Actually, Debo wouldn't say that. He was nowhere to be found. He was out with fucking Dandy, you know, doing who knows what. <laughs> Weirdest holdout in the history of holdouts. I don't request a trade. I don't remember that. <laughs> and not only did he request a trade, he showed up in an all red suit to sign his contract. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess the, the ultimate question as it relates to Montana is, is there any part of Joe's answer that is not couched in like something personal 
And should we say, hold on, even though it's easy to look at Joe and go, Joe is just talking from his own. This is just like a proxy situation for his own experience. Is there any part, anything that, that should make us take pause and say, this is Joe Montana talking. Even though it sounds crazy for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback of the 49ers again, and he's not going to happen. Is there any part of this we look back in five years and go, you know what? That wasn't as crazy as we thought. Well, I think the conversation is going to officially end in terms of like in 15, basically almost 40 days, 35 days, he's going to be officially on another team, which has not happened. Even last year when things got weird, he never left. He was never traded. We are going to get finality of like, well, he's the Raiders quarterback or he's the Jets quarterback. So there'll be an interest and people, definitely everyone that listens to this podcast, no matter where he goes, you and I personally, we're all keeping tabs. He's just one of the more fascinating players in the league to begin with, but he's going to be gone. Like he is last year, you know, they never said it felt like he was gone, but ultimately he just never left. They, they were pretty adamant, partly because they know it's over. Like he's signing with someone else. They, and you, you and I discussed this the other day. Like it's probably happening on that feels like a deal that gets leaked during that you know, whatever they call it, the moratorium, that kind of like two-day window or whatever. Yeah, March I feel, 13th. Wouldn't you be stunned within the first couple hours of like the official process? He's not officially signed somewhere. Yeah, the only thing that would hold it up is if they're if if the teams that want him also want Derek Carr, and are and, and they want if somebody if they want Derek if Derek is a hotter commodity than him, that would hold it up. And the Rogers trade maybe is like in flux. There is a yeah, you know, a, a trickle down effect. I I hear you. But once the quarterback, like once Rodgers plays out, I think there's just a right. once Rodgers and Brady are on the Raiders together for Raiders fans at Pebble Beach. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Did you you know what's funny is Rodgers said all the Raiders fans wanted him to come, and then I watched some of Pebble on Sunday. There's nobody there. <laughs> now, I guess he was done by Saturday, so maybe that's and it was raining. That's unfair. Uh I did I meant to mention this to you, but it's actually since we're talking Jimmy appropriate here. They did a Pro Bowl pregame show, and on the Pro Bowl pregame show on Sunday, they did a Come On Man, which I'll say this. I don't watch really pregame shows. Come On Man always kind of gets me to stop. Yeah. And Schefter did a Come On Man where they showed – you remember when McCaffrey, Kittle, Juszczyk, and Jimmy went to the Warrior game together? Mm-hmm. And all the like – they weren't actually the Warriors dancers per a source who was uh, there – uh, it was like the war. It was like it was like older women as warriors dancers. So they were like 50, 40, 50 year old women as warriors yes, dancers. Yeah. But you remember that video where they all came over to Jimmy? Yeah. Schefter's come on, man. Was there's three Pro Bowlers in this photo? <laughs> McCaffrey, Eustace, and Kittle, and all the cheerleaders go to Garoppolo. He's like, what does that tell you? It was yeah. pretty. That was a good one. <laughs> that was good. Were those three around? Oh, you don't you don't remember? It was the they were four. No, no, no. I, I meant when Schefter saying this. Oh, like, no, no, no. no, it, no. W- the players weren't around. No, they weren't there. But Juice had a hell of a Pro Bowl. Juice made it incredible. Juice oh, was it looked good. like Jerry Rice. Yeah, threw a pass, had a fake. Juice check. Open a lot of Pro Bowl watching. <laughs> I I did. Well, they had three games. It was three games, and you like all the scores added up, which was oh. a good way to like keep the players in. I don't know where the offensive linemen were, or the def- I don't know where they put those guys. I think maybe they did like a obstacle course or something they were probably drinking manning peyton was so mad at the end of the game i saw that so mad 
because they're they, they the cousins kneeled and you're not supposed to be able to run within the five yard line he i mean he was legitimately like you're not ending the game like this i was on his side like if you can't run inside the five then you can't kneel did you notice car right next to him trying to get mad too i did yes <laughs> did i notice did i notice uh here's the other thing i had you know uh good morning football just on on the screen this morning and i saw this little <laughs> this made it onto uh the national tv scene brandon iuk's appearance on uh hold on brandon iuk's appearance on the sf niners uh podcast brad at the sf niners who does a ton just is a is a social juggernaut when it comes to niners content and um iuk was just hanging with a bucket hat on, chilling on his couch. I think it's his hoodie. Oh, it's a hoodie. A lot of guys wearing bucket hats at the Pro Bowl, and uh, including Devontae. It looks sweet. Football teams love handing out bucket hats at events. You know, whether it's training it's camp or whether it's Pro Bowl, it's just a longstanding, like, you get a bucket hat with AFC, NFC, or team logo. The the, the white hat with the NFC or AFC logo was a good look. Ayuk uh, said they talk about them being a good defense. The question was not, like, could you guys have smacked the Eagles? It was just, what do you think of the Super Bowl? He said they talk about them being a good defense. I'm not sure. I think KC pass game will be able to expose what we thought we would expose. So the question is, is Ayuk just giving unbiased insight and analysis, or is this sour grapes? This is my whole thing, guy. And, and he's doing this after the fact, so it doesn't bother me. Kittle kind of did it before the fact. You can't, like... The the majority of the guys on the Niners, Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk, or let's just pick the offense. Trent, they can say whatever they want because no matter what, like we can take the field at any moment and fucking I can get open on Darius Slay. Trent Williams, I can block whoever. But part of the reason the game was ruined is because Burford and McGlinchey and Croft can't. So you can't act like this all in my – this is not – I'm not Roger Federer walking into Wimbledon. Like, I'm beating everyone's ass. You do have – like, Brandon, for you to get open, you do need McGlinchey and Burford to hold the fucking point of attack, and they can't against this team. So I do understand the Eagles going – because you look back at the Niners a couple years ago when they made the Super Bowl run, I would say Fred was not Fred then, and Greenlaw definitely was not Greenlaw then. But their front four was elite. Rookie Bosa was one of the better rookie pass rushers we've seen. Buckner in the peak of his powers. Armstead having a breakout year, and D. Ford was still passable. And then they had solid backups. Richard was an all-pro, but no one threw at him. So it's like they, their pass rush was relentless. To me, the Eagles, yeah, their back seven is nothing to write home about. You know, Darius Slay is by far the best of the group. But their pass rush is elite. Didn't you give me the stat before the Cowboy game? Like, Cowboys were second. They were one in pressure rate all throughout the season. That that doesn't just encompass uh, Reddick. It encompasses the whole group. So it's like they have a massive advantage. And are they the fucking 2,000 Ravens? Of course not. But their pass rush is the best in the league, top to bottom. Bosa might be the best individual pass rusher, but they have more of them. Like, part of the Niners' problem was, like, where's his help? So I, I'd argue that, like, I, I get it. I get it from my youth standpoint. But it's a team game. It just is, you know? Yeah, protection is part of the pass game. Yeah, and they fucking got killed. But they protected Brock well enough previously. I understand why they felt that way going in. But barely against – they were holding on for dear life against the Cowboys. I know, and now you're playing the Eagles. It's the same – it should have been the same problem. There's no guarantee that if Brock doesn't get hit on hurt in the play he got hurt on, he doesn't get hurt on the next play. But even if he's not getting hurt, he might have been getting chased for his life throughout the game. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm just, but I do understand like a buddy of mine, Ed Sfito, who's a big Eagles fan, lives in Philly, texted me today. He's like, he was like, Niners, shameful. He was very offended. And I said, well, look, I know you're going to think that I'm being uh, some sort of homer here, even though I'm not, because he sent me this John Lynch quote. He's like, John Lynch said, with all due respect, we'd love to have played in a real game or something like that. And I'm like, look, you would be saying the same thing. I, I don't think there's any doubt that the Eagles could have won a game where both teams were full strength. They were favored to begin with. So absolutely. But I also understand where Ayuk's coming from. Like, Hey, I'm just telling you what I see. And I think the chiefs are going to be able to take advantage. Now the flip side would be, well, we got a high ankle sprain on Pat Mahomes. We don't know if like McCall, McCall Hardeman out like Juju out, like who's going to be healthy. So well, Kelsey's had a bad back. I mean, it's- there's more to the game than just that. I get it. But I, I would say this. It's going to be, it's really hard to, I think there is sour grapes, but I don't think the sour grapes are the Eagles sucked and they didn't deserve it. I think the sour grapes is, which, and I can understand it. We just didn't even get a chance to prove what we thought. Like you would just want to know, uh, you know, you could say, I, I know I can hit Nolan Ryan. Then you step in the box. He strikes you out three times. You just have an answer. You just know you don't want to get hit by him in the rib cage the first time, break your ribs, go to the hospital. You never get to face him. And no one ever knows whether or not you could have gotten a hit off. Well, he, he, here's what I would say. This team was better than last year. And ultimately the reason to me, you lost last year in the NFC championship was because your quarterback's high end passing the ball was not good enough. He was banged up, whatever you put that team against last year's Rams team. I think the Niners win because they're the, Vaughn was coming on, but this year's Niners team against. Yeah, I'm saying this year's Niners team with this Purdy, I feel much better. The problem is though, this year's Niners team against this Eagles team, like whether it happened on the sixth play of the game or whether it happened, he doesn't get hurt, but he's kind of running around for his life. It was going to be clearly a major mismatch on that right side of just a relentless amount of. If I told you that on the flip side you were playing a similar situation. With in the NFC Championship game, a team that's offensive line is not good on one side. You'd be like, "Fuck, the Niners are going to eat them alive with Bosa." And that's what I—I I don't know this like like I know Gannon, but I got a pretty good idea that they had a mark on that right side of the offensive line. Sure. And you got to move Kittle around just in general, and he's got to obviously Kittle's exploded as a pass catcher with Purdy, so he's not just going to stay in all the time like he kind of did at points last year. So it's going to expose. McGlinchey and Burford, who, you know, ultimately a lot of teams have up and down interior offensive line play, but it was going to be tough. You know, well, sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah, just I I just think that that's an element of I I get where all these guys, all the good players are coming from. Like, I could have fucking handled. I know you can't. No one's disputing, George, that you can fucking handle these guys or you you get open or use check. Half of them aren't saying it or Debo. But there's a reason McGlinchey hasn't said shit for Burford. No, no one's asking him, but like they're at a disadvantage, guys. The flip side would be Nick Bosa hurts Jalen Hurts on the first series, and the Eagles go, we never got a shot to play the game. And I'd say, you're right, right? And I think this is what the Eagles would say, Tyuk. But part of it is you were going to have to block Nick Bosa for four quarters. And if you just watch that drive again, as most people have, or actually I feel like a lot of people haven't, the Niners were, they were throwing it's hard, it's hard. It's hard to even bring up the game, guy. I know. They were throwing all kinds of shit at Hassan Reddick. It wasn't just McGlinchey. It was Banks. It was Juszczyk. It was Croft, right? They tried to block Reddick four different ways. 
on the first drive. So they were, they knew like, we're kind of playing with fire here. We got to survive this game and we got to try and throw some curveballs at this guy. But, but I, but I would say we're just talking about, and that with the Niners for the most part, as a pass rusher, you know, Ebicam's had some moments and, uh, honestly, their pass rush kind of got worse as the season went on. Yeah, they had less. I'd say had some moments, and that's about as far as you would Yeah, Amena, who you know, had a couple moments against Seattle. Who's better than But you can say just as on Reddick, who obviously is their best pass rusher. Hargraves is excellent. Sweat's really good. Like, you know, Brandon Graham off the bench. Like, they, Fletcher Cox, a little longer in the tooth, but still a, you know, Hall of Fame level guy. Not now, but I'm just saying, like, he'd give you five or six really good rushes throughout the game. It was just going to be hard with the whole group of them. Remember back in the day, the not the oh nine the nineteen team with the Niners it was like you might have a quarter but eventually they just kind of overwhelmed you and that's that to me is an off season plan with the 49ers. one Drake Jackson's got to be an impact player and I got to find a way to get a little help around Nick we saw this forever around with Khalil on the Raiders like once you get to a certain spot do I have enough help around me because if I do it's fucking on like Donkey Kong if the Niners get a couple high-end guys, not even Pro Bowl-level guys, but just high-end starters around Nick Bosa, they're an unstoppable team. Because yeah. the difference of them Drake and the Jackson, Eagles is like they have elite linebackers. If Drake Jackson turns into a good player, and there's still a big question, right? He's got to get through a season. Um, he ran out of gas this year. but Just become like uh, – I'm trying to see how many sacks. Who? Like Josh Sweat this year for the Eagles, oh. who they, they they drafted, I think, in like the third round, like four years ago, they extended. Had 11 sacks. I don't think Josh Sweat is ever going to be viewed as like first or even second tier. But if that is like your second banana, if I can just get that nine to like 12 sack range, and like the advanced analytic would people say, sack can be a little overrated. I bet his pressure rate's high. If that's coming off the other side, that's what the Eagles had that the Niners lacked. Now, where the Niners have is... Ward is probably a better, you know, him and Slay are pretty even. The linebacking play is not close. You know, the Niners defense as a whole is better, but their pass rush is better. It just is. Their D-line play is just better. Higher ceiling on their pass rush. Yeah. yeah. And we saw the, the Cowboys. They did not have Armstead all year. Right. They did not have Eric Armstead all season. Two of the Eagles, we got Hargraves. Who's- yeah, and, and really, Eric's not that type of pass rusher, right? Armstead's not the dynamic kind of edge rusher you're talking about. Honestly, he thrives when you have other people that are killing it, and then he dominates, right? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, this guy's your third-best defensive lineman? But it's clear when he's on the field, like, he has to, like he's there by far the number two most talented guy. Yep. He's a really good player. Even though I saw his cap hits, like, $23 million this year. That's big. <laughs> Albert Breer on Derek Carr says this, John. Shocking news. The Raiders' car divorce is a little sloppy. At this point, it's pretty clear that Carr's camp would like the freedom to seek a trade, and the Raiders don't see what the benefit would be to doing that since it just give Carr the knowledge of what will be out there for him in mid-February if he just enacts his no-trade clause and forces the Raiders to cut him, thus making it harder for Vegas to trade him since Carr would have the power to rig the process. As you said to me before we jumped on, th- th- when you give a guy a no-trade clause, there's no bitching and moaning over rigging the process or I can't get a deal done. Like You give that in a deal. Welcome to the deal once it becomes on the table that, hey, we're going our separate ways, right? I If they have to cut him, which 
in a weird way, we are not far away from that date. I mean, that's happening next week. Is that a absolute disaster for the Raiders? I mean, to have nine years with a guy who clearly had resurrected his career, who had to be one of the better things they had going last year when people were interested in the job was his improved play over the last couple of years under Gruden, especially how he thrived after the the firing of John, the Henry Rugg situation, just how he helped stable it and just played well in that Cowboy game and that Colts game, like help in the made some big plays in the Charger game. Like he was viewed as an asset to now a year later have to cut him for nothing is just Matt Ryan last year sucked. His contract was 2021. He sucked. Yeah, exactly. Like when he was on the Falcons, his contract was obscenely enormous. No one wanted to touch. And they got a third rounder for the guy. And Derek Carr's just going to be cut. Like, it's just no way around it. If they have to cut him, it's just horrendous business by the Raiders. Is it not? They may. It is. They made a bet. Let's be, let's be open about what their bet was. Their bet was, we're going to sign him to a team-friendly, financially team-friendly, contract extension, which... Because he was going to be a free agent this year. He would have been a free agent after the 22 season. And we're going to make him better, and it's going to turn out to be a good deal for us. And they were wrong. And now they're going to lose a quarterback for nothing unless they change their tactic. But they don't have any leverage here. Because... A couple things. One, and you you said this, any agent worth their salt is going to know what the potential money out there is for Derek, right? The reason for Derek to want to do a trade is if he thinks the free agent money available to him is less than what is owed to him on his contract with the Raiders. We don't have a lot of evidence for what this looks like, but there aren't that many free agent starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Free agency, forget about this year, it just doesn't happen. Starting quarterbacks do not hit free agency. They just don't. Now, sometimes quarterbacks are free agents and become starters. But the idea that like there's more left on his deal than he could get guaranteed as a free agent, that would be a risk I would happily take if I were Derek Carr. Let's just see what happens if I become a free agent. So the Raiders are not in a position to negotiate here. If the Raiders say, Derek, we will not let you. We just won't do it. We will not let you find your own contract or find your own trade. Cause that means you'll know what money's out there. Then Derek just is not good. He's not going to let them trade him, nor should he. And that's what the Raiders, I guess, have failed to recognize to this point. Well, they, obviously there's a, there's a give and take with any contract negotiation. I'd argue in any walk of life. So if you're going to get a guy on a team friendly deal, right, which wasn't guaranteeing any money, which was really a year by year deal. I understand they wanted something, but when you give a no trade clause, a month before free agency, you know that if this deal doesn't go well, we're fucked. So is the was the upside of getting the guy on a cheap deal if he was good? Maybe they'd say, listen, at the time, we weren't going to commit anything. If he was good, great. If he sucked, what is his value really going to be anyway? And I'd say, well, the power of quarterbacks, I, I think that let's just say the no trade didn't exist and they could trade him. Aren't they getting a second round pick for him? Matt Ryan last year goes for a third. He's only 32 years old. Never been in trouble. Just a stable guy. The majority of guys in the league, like in the group and tier that he's been in most of his life, most teams are not Super Bowl or bust. The majority of teams in this league, like the Minnesota Vikings, 
are cool. I mean, obviously they want to go far, but if you just tell their owner you're going to go to the playoff every year, they got no problem paying Cousins $35, $40 million. If Dak Prescott every single year gets the Cowboys 12 wins, like that's most teams do not have a quarterback that's like you're going to make the Super Bowl this year. As you see in the AFC, it's like Burrow and Mahomes now. (laughs) Maybe Josh Allen, but Burrow and Mahomes. And the NFC, it's just, you know, if your team's not fucking loaded like the Eagles and the Niners, like you're probably not getting past the first round. Maybe the second, if you're lucky, like the Cowboys. And then you're going home. So there's nothing wrong with, my, my point is, you get Derek, if you're like the Saints, making the playoffs next year is a massive, massive success. Because that means you've had four months of important games. And if I give you three straight years of making the playoffs, even if you get bounced every year in the first round, that's incredible. And he does give you that opportunity if you're just stable. Because we saw Derek a couple times when they were kind of, actually we saw him make the playoffs one time when it was unstable. But when it kind of got stable under Del Rio, it's just like, they were solid. Like under Gruden, it was not like, it was all over the map. I, I think teams, the Saints, I, I think the Colts could easily talk to, or not the Colts, but uh, them too. We don't even know their coaches. Uh, I was thinking Frank. Like the Panthers, you just give us Derek. We already got some offensive weapons. Like, what if next year we could be nine or ten wins, win the division, be in the playoffs? You don't think you don't think Tepper would die to have a playoff game? Also, if you're like the Saints, you've spent you just you just invested an eleventh overall prick, pick in Chris Olave. Like, I know one thing: Derek's not won a playoff game as a starter, but he's had receivers that that have put up huge numbers, right? Like Chris Olave's in be, in better position. If Derek's your quarterback and Derek's stock is higher right now than Carson Wentz's was last year. And now the, the Wentz trade was unique because he got there was like multiple picks in that trade. But it was basically Carson and a second and a seventh for a second and a third. So two second round picks got exchanged in the Wentz trade. Oh, because you're saying they flip flop seconds. Yeah. Um, But the point is, like, that's basically Sandy's worth. But Carson had the stigma of like the people don't oh, even like him. Not, it wasn't to me. It wasn't even close. Frank Reich had already they'd already tried a reclamation project. It'd gone terribly. So I I don't think there's any question that there would be a second round pick out there for Derek. Now well, is, is Derek more likely to go somewhere and be the starter for the next three years, or more likely to be a backup in a year, three year starter? One hundred percent. And I don't think you could say that about Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz when they were traded. I think every GM, even if they're not totally high on him, would say if I'm if I'm acquiring him, I feel pretty confident he's going to be my quarterback for a couple of years. Yeah, and now we know neither of those guys is going to be a starter for three years, right? Wentz or or Matt Ryan, not happening. Yeah, neither's going to be a starter two seasons from now. But 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 again, back to the Raiders, like Matt Ryan, be with Tom Brady calling games here about six months. Well, again. Mm. How much he's got like how much money coming to him? He's active. (laughs) Like 20 million or 30 million dollars. Um 40. Uh if you're the Raiders, second round picks out the window now. Your best hope is that Derek can get you a trade. And you get like a fifth. And yeah, Derek might screw you. He might go, you know what? I found exactly the deal that I want with the team that I want, and we're not going to do a trade. What could be? Now, what would be the advantage to Derek agreeing to a trade? I guess he gets to his new team a month earlier. I, I would argue this. Would there if be an advantage? Uh, Financially, there might be an advantage. If they can work out a contract extension, I guess. And I, he gets the playbook a month early, maybe. But he'd go, just cut me, and then I could sign the same extension, right? 
and negotiate against a couple of exactly. teams together and drive it up. Really, no. The only reason to, why would Derek do a con, do a trade is what I'm saying. Yeah, why I, would I, he yeah. let them do that? To me, the only way, guy, this is not an utter disaster if they have to cut him is that if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers are starting quarterback, then at the end of the day, you'd be like, it was all worth it, whatever. We ended up with one of those two guys, our bright lights, our Elvis, Celine Dion, Garth Brooks, our star, come to Allegiant. However it takes to get either one of those two guys, whatever. But if you don't, and it's looking very, you know, it's going to be difficult to land both. One guy, you're going to have to talk him out of his family issue and move across the country. And the other guy would just take a lot of compensation, probably, right? You're not just... I mean, last year to get Devontae, took a one and a two. We know quarterbacks are just more powerful. I don't care if he's threatening to retire. If I, if I was them, the starting would be like two ones, right, for a 39-year-old. Like, and that's risky because you know, the guy could quit. Ayahuasca, he might, might just be, be a one-year deal. Yeah. So you just got to end up with one of those two guys. If you don't, I, I don't see how it's not a disaster unless you get lightning in a bottle and hit some quarterback. But as we've seen year in, year out, that's – I mean, consistently, guys in the first round do not turn into very good players. Yeah, it's it's no different than saying from like just using the we can use any team as an example. Uh, you know, you whiffed on Kinlaw, you nailed the Kittle or the Fred Warner pick, and in the end, you're just not going to make a hundred percent of the decisions right. And in the end, you win more than you lose in terms of the draft or free agency, and your team's going to be better. But it doesn't change the fact that you whiffed on Kinlaw. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So if the the Raiders screwed this thing up when they gave Derek an extension, now with hindsight we can say that they they did it wrong, because otherwise they could tag him and trade him. I or think if they could if they could do it over again, they just would have let it play out. They would have let it play out, yeah. Because even the tag is thirty million dollars. A team would gladly just take him on a one year thirty million dollar contract, right? Yeah. Or or once you you would tag him and then they trade him and then they work out an extension instead of the tag, right? That's how that works. Exactly. And you wouldn't be the other thing is you wouldn't be rushed. You could do it up until the date. Is there a team that lost? Because you would say right now, I mean, there's you wouldn't. Oh, say, yeah, I mean, it right. just they are they are rushed. There is just a there's a finality to this that's right around the corner that other teams like the Lamar situation with the Ravens. I'm sure they're working on it, but they got time. You know, we got another thirty five days to franchise tag them or whatever. Well, could there is there one other choice for the Raiders? which is to keep Derek on their roster past February 15th. But then you got to pay him the $33 million. Oh, yeah, you have to pay him. Yeah. You can't. The, the idea is you wouldn't. It's not worth paying. Th if, if it was paying $5 million and you thought you could get a first for him, you might do that. You might say, I'm going to pay Derek $5 million cash right now, knowing I can trade him for a first-round pick later. I'm basically buying a first-round pick for $5 million. You, you can't justify benching him and cutting him a $33 million check. On February 18th. Oh, no, no. Well, no, because you can't. Now, if you told me you were going to get two ones for Derek, you go, all right, let's pay $15 million per first round pick. An owner with a deep pockets might justify that, right? Yeah. Like, let's say February 15th, the Packers had to pay Aaron Rodgers $30 million. They might do that over cutting him because they're going to trade him for two ones and they're buying two first round picks. In yeah. theory. I mean, it's more complicated than that. But no, you would not. You're not getting that, and Mark, you'd have to find the $33 million somewhere. Part And part of the reason for benching him, right, was injury, the money, which I don't blame them for doing. Then he, they didn't want then he played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> My toe! Yeah, can you flop in the Pro Bowl and get an injury guarantee? I guess you'd have to see their doctor. 
But then you'd be stuck on the team. I mean, part of it, you want to get the hell out of there. That's true. You just be like, back pain. They're like, we're not seeing anything on the MRI. I don't know what to tell you. Back pain. <laughs> Pay me. And then when you get traded, your back pain clears up. That's a good one. The back pain, because no one can ever figure out where it's coming from. Yeah, back pain. Uh, shout out to Jake Hayner, John, Senior Bowl MVP. A lot of Reese's. Did Derek Carr win the Senior Bowl MVP? I don't think so. Do you think he did? Uh, I kind of think he did. Okay. It wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I don't know why I don't think so. I got D Ford here, but I think it's the wrong game. Does it tell me the MVP of the game? I don't know. Text uh, text the former uh, executive director of the uh, Senior Bowl. He loved him. Uh, I don't see it here. What year was that? 2014. Low scoring game, so. Senior Bowl MVP 2014. I Oh, yeah, this doesn't tell me. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, this got D Ford. Senior Bowl MVP history. Kellen Mond, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Kyle Loletta, Davis Webb, Dak Prescott, EJ Manuel, Amir Abdullah, Pat White. So pretty hit or miss. I mean, some All of those names. Herbert, Dak. Abdullah was on the Raiders. Antoine Randall L. Larry Johnson, the running back, went to the Senior Bowl. Philip Rivers went to the Senior Bowl. MVP. MVP, yeah. These are I'm just I just got the MVP list. Christian Ponder. I mean, he was a what was he drafted 12th? Derek Brooks. Pretty good one. Uh going way back here. James Lofton. Dan Marino. What what pick was Marino? 27 because of the cocaine. Remember? Oh. Was that the, yeah, that was the that was the eighty four draft, right? Or eighty, yep. I think eighty three. What was the draft with all that with uh, the UC date with? Uh, yeah, uh, I I think it was eighty three, but it could be eighty four. Uh, I think you're right. I what well, but was Marino in that? He was eighty three. But what's the draft that was the L- Elway? All those that guys, Jim Kelly. Yeah, no, that, that was eighty three. It was Marino. It was Marino's draft. Ken O'Brien. Yeah, pick twenty seven, Marino. Yeah. Elway, Jim Kelly, Marino. Was Eric Dickerson the, went to, not bad. Was that the Ken O'Brien draft? Yeah. It was like five quarterbacks in the first round that year. Todd Blackledge. Oh. Ken O'Brien went ahead of Dan Marino. Do you think Jets would like that one back? The Jets. Schottenheimer, Cowboys. Brian. What? Brian Schottenheimer is the Cowboys offensive coordinator. We haven't talked about that. But I think Mike's calling the plays. So it's one of those like right. floor. Good. Good news for the Niners. Now they just got to wait and see who the Cardinals coaches. Um, on the stream, Gammon says, other than quarterback, other than quarterback, what do the other two teams playing in the Super Bowl have that the 49ers don't? Other than quarterback. I think their offensive lines on the right side are better. And it's, I'd say the Eagles' offense, just like their total offensive line, is better, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Beside Trent, that every one of their starters, obviously, center, right guard, right tackle, and not even close. 
I think Banks had a really, you know, Banks solid star. Banks start, you know, being a mixed star for them for sure. But I would say the center Hall of Famer versus Jake Brendel, right? Hey, guard, Brendel right might time. be, you know, it should bring Brendel back. Yeah, just... um, defensively, we mentioned the pass rush earlier in the show. Eagles, they just have more. I, I just think then you just need more pass rushers. You just see, like, when Bosa gets hurt, you're just hold, you're just like, oh my god, what are they gonna do? They you're very dependent on the Ebicams and the Menahus, which all these guys are, you know, Arden Keys. Like they've kind of they, they need a guy to like Drake Jackson's has got to become a guy like we're gonna extend this guy in a couple right. of years. Well, he's got a ways to go. Um, well, yeah, a long way from being inactive, getting extensions. So not a twelve game season in the big leagues. Uh, a Super Bowl in the 2000s? I'd say that's something that both teams have. Yeah. It's close. I mean, you're you're right there. Well, from a roster standpoint, if you said put one of those two teams' QBs on the Niners this year, you'd say the Niners. I know we said take out the quarterbacks, but. Uh, which I'm I'm gonna give you a little preview of my pick. Well, I'll save I'll save my Super Bowl pick. For long week, guy. Show I know. I just I want to get it out early. I just want to get it out early so I can hammer it all week long. I think I I have a very fundamentally sound pick this week. I feel very good about it. <laughs> well, one of the two teams, I'm not gonna tell you which. <laughs> I just think the logic is really sound. I just feel good about the logic this week. You know, some weeks she's making a pick. This week yeah. I feel really good about the pick. Who are the Niners' best options to replace D'Amico? We'll see this week. I mean, Wilkes getting to the interview. So probably in one right now. You might I was be. like, what do you think of the Hey man? Uh what if you were Shanahan, you should set up like you you call a game against the guy to see what he would do. Kyle in Cancun, or is he, I guess he's is he zooming these guys? You think Kyle has a? Uh, I'll, I'll get back. To, please forward all your emails to John Lynch. <laughs> message him his away email. That'd be incredible. Steve Wilkes reaches out. Yeah. All right. Uh, big week coming. We'll be back uh, maybe Tuesday with another show. YouTube, check it out uh, if you're not already. We appreciate the subs and the likes, but the subs. I mean, the subs is really where we're at. The likes are good, but the subs. You know, is what we want from you. We appreciate it. Anything else? Nope. Bye, y'all. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.